Welcome to the Big Red Rundown. I'm Zane. I'm Drew. I'm Chris. And we thought that the right thing to do would be to spend our time wasting yours talking about Nebraska football, basketball, volleyball, baseball, and anything else that involves the University of Nebraska. It is bound to be the best 30 to 45 minutes of your day. All right. Uh, it feels good to be back in a rhythm. Mm. Yes. Two Amen. weeks in a row. Woo! I like it, guys. Just like Nebraska winning football games, they're just going to keep on coming back. Just keep on coming. And then then win, and then win, and then win. (laughs) (laughs) I hope, man. I hope. Yeah, we got a post-scrimmage week here. Had a scrimmage on Saturday. A lot of pretty decent news coming out of there. Not a lot because it was close to the media, but good good interviews after, things like that. I was uh, there. I mean, yeah, Man. obviously, as yeah, pre- we're pretty prestige in our uh, media, yeah, you know, prowess. Mm. <laughs> so it's pretty great we, to be we there. there, but it's pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> That's the oh, goal, man. just to get to a, a practice eventually with yeah. a media pass. That'd be that'd be fun. Then we know we that'd made it. it. Then we know it. We, and hats off to Nebraska it. media by producing. 30 second clips yeah. that just make me frustrated because I want to see what's going on, but you can yeah. see just a little bit, but not enough. Or oh, like man, our, t- our biggest takeaways from the week, uh, the 10th practice in the scrimmage. And then it's like, pay, get, fr- get free trial <laughs> to, to read about scrimmage. Get out of here. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Huh? I'll yeah. just watch the YouTube videos. When <laughs> <they come> out. <laughs> uh, so. uh, well, let me tell you, boys, after the last week's episode, I received a call from an, 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 an anonymous person <laughs> who, who has a pretty, how do I, what, what, is, what's the word for when somebody is um, reputable? Um, credible, credibility, Credi- credible from a credible? pretty credit. Yeah. From a okay. Reputable and credible. I think are the same. <laughs> reputable, Liter- credible. Are, I think are literally the same thing. So <laughs> from a Le- legit, I received a call from a person who, what's has, this guy's name? Huh? I can't, can't say. <sighs> try to get him can't to crack say. anonymous and an anonymous, but he has a dang it. Now you know it's a he, but he has, a, <laughs> <laughs> He has he has a good relationship with a credible source at the university that says during the past week or so, Fox Sports was spotted on campus scouting out where they were going to put the location of Big Noon kickoff oh, yeah. for the Oklahoma game, oh. and they're they're already planning this far ahead. Oh wow! So they're they've already been on campus. This person has had you know, conversations where they've talked, you know, Fox sports shirts and yeah. the big tour bus and stuff or whatever. I don't know what exactly it was, but in conversation found that they're, if they're looking at it this far ahead, it's pretty much like, yeah, big, they probably have some backups just in case. Nebraska's yeah. Like Oh, and three, but even yeah. then it's still a big game, but right. Know. But I, mean, I remember, I mean, college game day. Sorry, was I meant here. Oklahoma's own three, not Nebraska. Oh, so. yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. By that time, sake. By that time we're already three. <laughs> we're riding high. We're going to go to a bowl game. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know how much to think about it. I think it's pretty, I think it makes sense with how big, with how big that game is. And, and we haven't had, we have, I don't think we've ever had big new kickoff there. No, because big new kickoff's pretty new ish. At least big, the show big new kickoff. I think it's only what, like two or three years old, maybe? Yeah, Yeah, maybe. Well, you've got to think about it. There's a lot of storylines going on. I mean, absolutely. New coach, coaching staff. Uh, how close that game was last year. That everything right. going on with Nebraska. There is a fairly, I mean, knock on wood, we, you know, fairly good chance that they're both teams are, th- you know, walking in there undefeated. Right. And so, like, there's there's some optimism to be to had. Just that there's a lot of intriguing storylines. Yeah. Yeah. So, so here's a question for you guys: 
Do you feel more excited about big noon kickoff coming or a college game day coming? Or I'll throw this one in. Big Ten tailgate. <laughs> we've had Big Ten tailgate. Yeah. I know we've had them a few times. <laughs> so I, I Not the biggest draw. <laughs> so I understand the like negativity that goes behind ESPN and college game day and things like that. And it's just it's, it, it's ESPN's the classic. Just, it's just to me like it that's is. where the most excitement is. That place yeah. is rocking when they're there. I mean, it is. I, it's, I, I have it's a hard time. Still. It's just bigger. I have the a Home time. Depot logo everywhere. It's just a beautiful thing, right? I, yeah. I think I prefer Fred Hoiberg wearing a black shirt. Chain. <laughs> yeah. I prefer Big Noon kickoff. Like I. I don't know. I watched I, Big Noon kickoff. That me too. Yeah, absolutely. But I used I to get watch the hype college with college game every day. week, but I just don't as much. But I still would say that I think it's a bigger deal. Speaking of which, did you hear ESPN might get left out of the uh, big the Big Ten contract for this next round? Really? Yeah. So um, so goodbye hmm. game day going into yeah. Big Ten school. Well, they yeah. I think they could still do that, but I don't know how that works. I don't know. Anyways, so Fox has the main rights, right? So they're going to have the game one. They're going to always have the, their first pick of the yep. game. Right. And then after ESPN currently like was going to have the second, but now um, they're saying that CBS and NBC are going to oh, have yeah. the two players. In I it. did so, see CBS. Yeah. So the like because CBS lost their rights to the SEC starting in um, – 2024 to ESPN. And so they're thinking that CBS is going to make a big push to take the big 10 uh. since ESPN took the SEC. So just a little interesting. I'll take that ESPN. Yeah. yeah so. Very odd. I, I don't hate ESPN. There's a lot of people <laughs> dog on them, but um, I, I don't, I, I don't hate them. I think I just can't stand like guys like Desmond Howard and Kirk Herbstreet. I think it's gotten better <laughs> who just, I, it seems, and I could be totally wrong. I haven't ever been a fan of a different school, but it seems like they just, hate nebraska they just don't yeah. like nebraska and i, I sure. don't i don't i don't get it we haven't been good <laughs> in so long i know desmond howard hates us because we would have absolutely destroyed him whenever they he played for them but what whenever he played for michigan but i i can understand that yeah that'd be That's cool fair. and I, that wouldn't surprise me one bit yeah and yeah. That'd be super cool. That'd be yeah, I do. The only I try and make it down for that. The the negative part of like losing ESPN is like that gives them all the more reason to not care about Nebraska, and then like we lose that much, they're just not going to talk about us, and even they're going to talk yeah. about us even less. Right, and Which like for media good. coverage, yeah, I, I don't know, maybe that's good, but they still are they're still ESPN, you know what yeah. I mean? And so here's the thing: we start winning games, start we're, they're going to have to talk about us. So. Yep. My right. biggest qualm with them is they they like they're basically like talk talk about playoff or bust. That's all they yeah. care about, and that just drives me crazy because college football is way bigger than so that. Is so is the SEC going to get three teams in the playoff this yeah. year? <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, do you think it's with, with, with the pressure? I, I assume there's so much more pressure. Saying a big noon kickoff coming to Memorial Stadium for Nebraska. Do you think that makes it? Like harder as a player, you do feel like it puts more pressure on the players or the home team. Like just think of Nebraska going to Oklahoma last year. Do you think there's more pressure now this year with even being at home, mm -hmm. or do you think there's less pressure going away? I don't know how much they're gonna feel it. I don't yeah. know how much the coaching staff's gonna let them feel it. Sure, I, it's pretty much impossible to not feel college game day. Mm -hmm. It's just everywhere at that point. Um, and they do all those interviews and stuff. Yeah, and, right. Um, I remember even when game day was here, though. JD Spielman talked for like. 30 seconds to a minute <laughs> yeah. and then adrian martinez talked for like two minutes yeah and they had like a interview with scott like walking through the weight room or something like it wasn't they didn't have very much yeah. behind the scenes stuff yeah i i think i don't know how much of a distraction it is i mean at this point if it's already a big game their their cameras are going to be there and stuff i don't yeah. know how much it more i don't know i don't know i think hopefully hopefully it doesn't affect them at all yeah yeah 
ideally, but they're also they're going to have to deal with being the first Power Five game of the year on national television. Everybody's everybody's going to watch that game because yeah. college football's back. Yeah, right. doesn't matter what it yep. is. Yeah, that's a great point. So maybe they'll just so, be a little bit more. And they're you know in a different it. country and all this stuff. It's going to be pretty yeah. crazy for that too. I, I think I'll put it this way: if if that's going going to affect us enough that it makes a drastic difference on the field, we're going to have bigger problems. Than oh, that. Yeah. you know what I mean? Like for there's, sure. There's a, not a good sign. That's for not sure. a good sign. So. No. Yep. But. All right, next question. Does Scott Frost's personal fitness parallel Nebraska's success this season? <laughs> Guys, Scott Frost, <laughs> after the, the – What the is his workout run, routine? Yeah, he was on the BTN network. You know, they always bring their crew in and yeah. like, watch some practice yeah. and stuff. He was jacked on there. I was just sitting there. Like, I saw some people making fun of him saying, like, he's been eating too much pasta because, like, I don't know, it was, like, the shirt that he was wearing and stuff. He was wearing a tight, like, long sleeve shirt. And Homie is ripped. Yeah. I mean, he always, always has been, but I feel like... I feel like he's shredded. I he feel like, feel like he's, he's kicked, kicked it up a notch there. Yeah, he's, he himself is going through Duvall's weightlifting program. <laughs> so he's, he's like, trying to suit up to, this year. I don't have to spend so much time coaching the special teams. I'm going to yeah. go get freaking ripped. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get shredded. No, so, uh, good for him. Yeah, good, good for good him. for good for you, Scott. I hope you're listening. I do. I do. There's like, actually a decent likelihood you might listen to this at some point. Yeah, maybe. So <laughs> I, I. I uh, I, I am interested just in some Scott Frost talk and see what you guys think. And just, um, I, I feel like there's this assumption going out there about, obviously this is a, it's, we can't deny that this is a make or break year, right? Like he right. either puts up or he's out or he put, puts out, you know, he, he, he puts it up in win, the win total and, or he's out. And so, um, what I think, what do you think? Like generally out there, people think that he needs to make a bowl game to keep his job, six, seven wins, um, I was listening to uh, a couple other podcasts and stuff, and I, I believe it was Church of the Corn that kind of originated some of this conversation. Um, shout out to them, but um, they uh, they were talking about how they actually think that that higher that number is a lot higher than than even seven wins. Like their 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 kind of take was that it, it's like an eight eight win season. More specifically, how he closes out the year, like in those last four games. And I'm curious to th- what your thoughts are on that. And that some of his reasoning was like how him and Trev do not get along, how that, that well with, I think it's pretty obvious at this point. Um, I think maybe with um, if Frost not being Trev's hire, Trev just being the type of guy and leader he is, he's pretty, you know, he's smart and he's political, yeah. but I think he's also pretty, I don't know, I think he could be aggressive. And yeah. so if, if he, if there's not clear evidence that Nebraska is making a giant strides to not just win a few more games, but contend for the West, like in that we're a legitimate team and that's going to be going to Indy. I'm not saying we have to make Indy this year, but that he could really pull the plug on frost. And he set it up well with this restructuring of the contract and all these things that he's, he's Trev is actually both set frost up to succeed and fail at the same time. So I don't know. What are your guys' thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, for me, the magic number is seven. And here's where I would disagree. It's a, a holy number. <laughs> it's a complete number. <laughs> here's where I would disagree with, not that he doesn't have maybe a higher goal for Scott, but I think if Nebraska gets seven, they'll have the fan support. And so, like, I think, at least personally for me, I kind of would be a little bit frustrated if we finally get to seven. Say we get to seven and then we get to eight from winning the bowl game. And he still lets Frost go. As a fan, I think I'm frustrated because I finally seen some things like turn around. And the idea of a complete rebuild 
clean slate sounds very exhausting as a fan, especially when there's guys like Mickey Joseph on the staff now, who is definitely a fan favorite. Um, I think that's going to be bringing in recruiting a high level. So for me, I think if he gets that, that seven, one, I think that should satisfy like the expectation for the year, but also I think you will get the fan support and the fan backing of Frost again. Because I think the maybe I'm wrong about this, but I think most fans like genuinely want to see Scott like succeed so yeah, I'd bad. Say the vast majority. That's correct. I would say the majority wants to see Frost win so bad and him be successful at Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And so if he's starting to get there and gets that seven wins and then he gets axed, I think that would cause some frustration from Husker fans. And I think that's something Trev will have to consider because then he's just going to be considered as that guy who like got rid of Frost who people were kind of like, not to say that he didn't have like reasons to, I'm just saying if, if it starts to turn around and we have some momentum. Yeah. What's Frost's record? 19 and 38 or something like that. I don't remember. It's, it's horrible. So I, I I agree. And so history, I'm just talking about this year. No, but so I think going back to that, I think we could easily, I can't really say easily this, but big, big picture of this. We could win seven games and lose our last four. And I, I'm pretty sure like fans are going to look at that. I mean, that, that stretch of Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin, Michigan, sure. and that stretch. If we lose all four of those, like the front half of our schedule is easy. We should always mm-hmm. be seven and oh, like win seven games in that section of the schedule. We should. So we could do that. But if we're not competing with Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin, like we're not sniffing the top of the Big Ten West. And that Trev Alberts, like that's why he took this job is so we could be winning yeah. the West like we should be. Yeah. And so I think it'll Ooh. just be it'll just be interesting. If we close out the year, I feel like for for him to keep his job, he needs to win one of those. I really I just have a hard time believing him. He's gonna go 0 4 in those last game few four games and not have a serious conversation about I agree with yeah. that. So maybe I'll switch I like the number seven, but I agree with you. If he wins seven and loses those four, that doesn't look good. Doesn't I look think good. the magic number, if you will, is two out of four. Yeah. And those four teams for me is Purdue, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa. Yeah. If you can win two out of those four, yeah. I think that's the magic. Like, uh, okay, like I feel good then about you're that. Like you're flirting with the top of the West there. Yep. Yeah, that's good. And then do, do, where, take care of business with Northwestern. With Northwestern and, 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 and yeah. Illinois. Yeah, where are we at, though, where we're like, guys... We gotta beat Purdue. <laughs> you know, it's like it's it's freaking Purdue. I know, but they were Purdue, they were they pretty were solid. Top, last, they were yeah. top fifteen defense last year in in a lot of metrics, and they I mean they lost a lot of guys, and they I mean they had a good offense. Um, AOC is a great quarterback, Aiden O'Connell. Or, um, he's 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 an elite level quarterback, but it, they can't run the ball. Um, I think they're going to. They lost some players last year. They, they lost were, David Bell. They lost. They had those the those George three. Koloftis. They had some. What, did they both go first round, second round? Uh, at least, at least Carl was, was first, first round. Dave, yeah, they David Bell, Bell was like second later. round. Like he was second. So that, I mean, to have a first and second round. Well, on your... and they had that trifecta of defensive coordinators. They had those three. They were right. Kind of, and yeah. the, the one that was kind of like ran the show. He's gone. And so they, with that great defense, I have a hard time believing that they're not going to take a little step back too from that. Right. So I think literally nothing frustrates me more than losing to Purdue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think more losing, than Illinois. <laughs> Ooh. For me, I, I, yeah, I'd rather lose Illinois, to Purdue than Illinois. Illinois, we can literally just chalk those losses up to like stupid stuff. What the heck was happening, yeah. dude? That game last year against Purdue I, was frustrating. Hey, it how was. about it was? How about Paul Luke McCaffrey? Huh? <laughs> just, just get rid of try, it. Try just, that. just try not, not letting him throw five interceptions. <laughs> Maybe. 
And then Cam Taylor Britt fumbling that oh. punt and throwing it. <laughs> <laughs> and then throwing it out of bounds. Speaking dude. of which, I sent you guys that link of Trey Palmer's um, special teams highlights from LSU and some of those other guys on. He's I'm speedy. Pumped. Yeah. I'm pumped. So. He just needs to I'm, catch I'm the ball. I'm excited about that. So, um, with the Frost talk as well, we yeah. can move on from that. But I, I saw, like. Well, I want to talk about oh, Yeah, sure. what's your Go take? For it. What's Go your for take? it, man. I think, I think it's honestly a bit ridiculous. I don't know. Okay, I, we're not we're not that close to the program, and it's off season. Everybody's going to start going their their yeah. their which ways. We know we know Scott and Trev had a conversation about expectations, and Scott fired the offensive coaches and hired new ones, and all these things. I can't imagine a world where Trev sat down with Scott Frost and said, "If you don't do this, you're fired." Yeah. I don't. I agree. I don't imagine. I just. It's hard for me to imagine that that was the scenario. I think there's there's both expectations from Trev that that probably Scott understands. Scott probably knows what Trev is looking for. Scott would probably have the same type of expectations exactly. if he was in Trev's shoes. I actually think those exactly. two would be similar kind of ads. You know but what I'm I saying? But I think I think the expectation was Scott. You're like from an outsider's perspective, I've been watching Nebraska football as Trev. I've been watching Nebraska football, and I think the the majority of the fan base has the same understanding. Why are you doing all of this yourself? Mm-hmm. Hire a special teams coordinator. Get rid of this responsibility on this end. Be the be the head coach, not mm-hmm. be the offensive coordinator that also dabbles in defense and special teams. Yeah, be the head coach, and I think he's gone and done that. And I think we'll see strides just naturally because of that. We've already heard so many good things about the special teams. So I don't know if there's a, I don't know if there's a, well, maybe, maybe there's a specific win that they're both like, they're both looking like if we just get to a bowl game, we're, we're good. Maybe that's what it is. I think personally, they, they all, they obviously expect more of themselves than just getting to a bowl game. Yeah. Right. So they're going to be really disappointed if they go six and six and lose the poinsettia bowl or whatever. But if they go, if they go eight and four, second in the Big Ten West, and go to the Gator Bowl or the Holiday Bowl, yeah. and they're competing against a, a ranked SEC team or something Arkansas. like like that would be oh, that would be a that. really yeah. really really good yeah. season. Could could you argue? So, with the the rumblings of this tension with Trev and Scott, it's easy yeah. to automatically assume the negative of that. Yeah, but could there be a positive side to that? Kind of like what you mentioned, Drew. Of like, if Scott was the, the AD, he'd probably be the same thing. So maybe that yeah. tension, just because people yeah, don't like so each similar. other, doesn't mean they yeah. work, don't work well together. Yeah. And maybe that tension provides enough fire under both of them. Yeah. That is a healthy thing of moving the program forward. Yeah. I, so who knows? I think so. I, I don't think it's always a super great thing for your AD and your head coaches to be best friends. Yeah. You know, oh, exactly. Yeah. Like I think you need to have a good working relationship, and I think they do. Yeah. And honestly, like there's a, I don't know, I could, there's a good chance that this is all blown out of proportion there's a good chance yeah. that it's not even touching how bad it actually no, is i, yeah. I don't sure, know but you don't but know they're both it. professionals you know they both yeah. they're both very professional and they want so. the same they, and want, they the, want the same they thing. want the exact yeah. same thing so yeah. i think i think probably in their head they're looking there if we had to put a number on it they're probably looking for eight or more wins just just because that's probably what they expect with the schedule with the strengths of yeah. the team with where they're at after last year like I don't think they're sitting down and being like, we got to get to eight wins and we have to win these. And if we lose to Purdue and Minnesota, yeah, like, you know, like, like there's not that, that's, out there. you know, that's, that's for us. That's for the media, yeah. you know, the, the prolific media, like us. Yeah. To talk right. about, you know? <laughs> the the <laughs> highest, the highest end. Media. <laughs> yeah. 
So those are I, good thoughts. I, yeah, I agree yeah. with that. Um, with that, uh, just going on to like some position conversations. Then mm-hmm. I, I sure. some talk about like the running back room. Yes, like, yeah. Uh, so uh, I, I heard this take too, and I thought this was really interesting. You know, if in in a year where you absolutely have to count on, on your players, like that you fully trust them, like and you just it's not that they're never going to make mistakes, but that you really have to count them, uh, count on them. I. I, I kind of agreed with this take. I do not expect Yant to get the ball very much. You don't? I don't. Oh, and here, here's why. Because with, with how stacked that room is, and I, I do believe they truly trust Grant, and then with guys like Ramir mm-hmm. and Gabe Irvin behind him, like that that are just showing that they can do really, really well. Like, do you... I don't know. I don't know where they're at with Yant, but even from the mistakes last year, I hope that that, that he's gotten over those. I don't want to blow those out of proportion. I get that. Right. Mm-hmm. But when you really, I feel like they fully trust those three guys that uh, ahead of him. Do you risk it by really giving Yant, who's maybe just a little bit he, uh, less seasoned, maybe less trustworthy? Do you do you give him the ball? And it's in a place where you feel like you can definitely put like I don't think I think Grant's just as much of a bruiser. I mean he's obviously not as big, but would yeah. you trust one of those other three guys rather than giving Yant a you know more more playing time when you really feel really comfortable with those three? Um, I could I could I see where that come from. I can, I can. The only issue I have with that take is that's under the assumption that Yant didn't get better or Yant didn't improve yeah. this offseason. I'm sure he did. I that, That's the did. only question I have is because yeah. that take is from the assumption of he's the same as last year, Yeah, which I wonder if bringing in a new running backs coach allowed him to have a fresh start and there's yeah. a more seriousness to him, there's a more focus to him. So maybe the trust has been built, but I do get what I do. Just from what we've seen, it seems like there is a little bit more confidence in guys like um, Grant, Irvin, of course, Ramir Johnson. I can't speak on Grant because we have not seen him play. Yeah. yeah, But we have seen Gabe Irvin, and we have seen a lot of Ramir, and I trust both those guys. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, tell, I mean, if you ask yourself right now, I know, honestly, we're, we're from a faraway perspective, but do I trust? who do I trust having the ball more? I'm going to pick those three ahead of Yant. Like, yeah. I don't know. I could, I could be wrong. I just thought that was an interesting take. I'm not saying I, I agree with it, I, but I wouldn't I get, be surprised. I, I can see that line of thinking. I see that line of thinking. There's the the fan in me that wants to see Yant that's when it. it's third in inches. Give it to Yant. Yeah, so that's have him thing. just get the first. Th- yeah. So there's I, the fan in me the, that wants the, that. The fans love Yant, and yep. so that's yep. going to be the tension there. The fa- you know when we get stuffed a couple times on some of those short. Like, why would you put? Why would you put? Yeah, it was exactly, two thirty-five. Exactly, yep. and it that doesn't mean it was going to be successful. But yeah, you but know what I mean. Yeah. I, I've gotten to a point too. I think after after Seattle lost the Super Bowl by <laughs> literally not giving Marshawn Lynch the ball. <laughs> Where yeah. <laughs> it becomes this, it becomes this circular thing where they're like, "Oh, they think they think we're going to run the ball, so we have to pass." I don't overthink they, it. Yeah, but then they think we have to, like, literally just give them the ball. Yeah, I mean, and then it becomes the question after the game where they're like, "Scott, why didn't you, you know, why didn't you give Yant the ball?" Well, on we the thought one we had line? the right matchup. We we, we we saw we we saw the defense, and we just we we had a package built up. No, just give him the ball and block. <laughs> I like I like that they've they've kind of taken that approach and I had a conversation with my dad this past week where he was talking about like why did it take this long and this many losing seasons and this many terrible seasons with uh red zone efficiency where we just can't throw a touchdown in the red zone to save our lives mm-hmm. why did it take that long and come to this extreme for them to sit down with the quarterback and say 
what plays do you like to play? Do you like <laughs> to play? Mm-hmm. Which ones do you like to do? And then let's work on those and get some touchdowns out of them instead of force force feeding plays that you think will work. That you know how many times did we? It worked, but how many times did it? Did we run that jet sweep motion with Chancellor Brewington where Adrian would just fake hand the ball off to Ramir and then Ramir would go up and be the lead blocker and then Adrian would follow. It worked every single time, mm-hmm. probably because they were confident in it. And yep. they knew that it worked. Confidence and they worked on it. Yeah. Why don't they just... I, I'm just dumbfounded that it took this long for them to sit down and find a play that they're confident in to work on it. And you know, so, I think... Sorry, I was going to say, I no, think it goes back good. to like with, with Frost handing off some of the responsibilities that he's yeah. got more margin in his brain to actually think through all those things. You know what I mean? Right. Like that he has an OC that yeah. is dedicated to that where Frost was doing so much. So, you know, yeah. with, you only have so much time. So I think but, it's a really good thought though. But, but going back to the running backs, why... I, I understand that Yant is a, a bit younger, a bit more inexperienced. I think if he proves himself to be the 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 running back one, and you know that these plays are going to work with him, it's you know it's a new offense. They're mixing they're mixing philosophies with run game and option and pa- a ton of passing with Mark Whipple. All these things. I don't know. I don't know if I personally have a this person is number one on the depth chart in my mind. It seems like Ramir is probably the most the most confident that they're in because he's the healthiest. He's played the most. He had a really good season last year. Whenever he kind of stepped into that role, he was hurt and that, that really hurt us later in the season. But I don't know. I, I think if Yant, if Yant proves himself to be the, the running back that they, that they're expecting him to be in the first, the first game of the season. And then he can just build on that consistency after Northwestern. We have three games where he can, he could probably do whatever he wants. Yeah. It's going to depend a lot on the offensive line as well, but I think the more I, it take makes with sense. That, yeah, it I makes think sense. more take of that is like, say he's RB four, say it's Grant, Irvin, Ramir being your third back or your third down back, and kind of your all purpose. He can go anytime. Yeah, do it and Yance four, and they're like, okay, we're third and one here. Do we stick our RB four in there, or do we just give it to Grant, who's also a bruiser? Do yeah. we just trust? Do you know what trust I mean? Like, the running back that, so, that got there. So I think that that's what I don't know if they're going to try to force Yant out there just sure. to, just because yeah. he's this big, strong be, guy. I wouldn't be comfortable with that. Yeah, and yeah. so uh, if, if I'm with if him, he makes if, it up to the depth chart, pro- great. If he proves himself to be one, uh, dude, I would love that. If we could just have a giant bruiser like we, yeah. Nebraska's been missing that for a long time. Yeah. I would love it. Yeah, but. I just don't. I don't see a scenario with that happening with that room. That room's just so stacked. So yeah, yeah I, I mean, we'll see. It'll we're be forgetting really about AJ Allen. We're forgetting about um, who's the kid from Emmett Johnson. Emmett Johnson. Emmett Johnson. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's so much depth there, which yep. is crazy. Yeah, it'll be. I'm excited. It's fun to watch. I, it might be the thing I'm most excited to see this year. Just yeah, to see just, how it plays out. It'll probably be the thing that disappoints me the most. But you know. So are, are you guys m- more? How do I put this? Are you more confident in the depth at running back, or are you more concerned that there's not going to be one guy that emerges to take the take the reins in the? It's like a, the it's a great question. Because in, in in the past, I think for me, it's been it's been confident in the depth, and then by nature of the depth, they've defaulted to if this guy's not working, we know that this guy will work, and then it doesn't. It just doesn't work for anybody. Yeah, no one builds a rhythm. Nothing happens. Yeah, like yeah. Gabe Irvin was good for a little bit, and then he got hurt, and they were like, well, we'll just put in Marquis Step or whatever, and Marquis Step was like, I don't know how football go. <laughs> and then and then all of yeah. a sudden we play Northwestern, and everybody's like, who's Jock has a yant? Who's number, z- who's number zero, and why is he a defensive lineman? I Historically, from what I've seen, I think you need a primary guy and then maybe have that two that comes in 
like here's a prime example. Your Amir Abdullah Terrell Newby. Your yeah. mm-hmm. Terrell Newby, Divine Ozigbo to then your Ozigbo to whoever, insert whatever. Dedrick you, Mills. Yeah, to, you know what I mean? I think yeah. you need that who's your number one guy mm-hmm. um, and then have that number two. Because mm-hmm. I, I like you mentioned, I don't like the, well, this guy got us only two yards. Let's try this guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, he did the same. All right, let's try this guy. Mm-hmm. You just, you don't build a rhythm yeah, with that. It's tough. I think I wonder if that's hard too for a running back to build chemistry with the offensive line as well. You know, like mm-hmm. I think RB is a position where you need some swag to it too, like yeah. some confidence. Yeah, and without you can't just boom get that one. You can in one play if it goes really well, but sometimes it takes a while to get like. You need then the, all of a sudden you start yeah. you start gelling, you start like really feeling it, and you get in the defense the the defense's head too. You know what I mean? I think that that's like what Wisconsin does so well with their running game is like mm-hmm. they wear you down, and also like you're in the defense's head. Like they, you know what I mean? Like oh yeah, so. Um, I feel like that that kind of, I don't know. I feel like our, I'll say it this way. I think we have great depth. Um, we need, like you're saying, a guy, I, I'm going to say I have confidence, even though he has not proved it, that Frost will make the decision with the new staff that he has in place there. That's going to say, okay, we really need to get this going. I think there's yeah. enough experience in that new staff, running back coach. enough voices there that say, Hey, yeah. we, this is how this is going to work best. We need a guy. We need his uh, backup. And then, you know, it's fine to have a change of pace third, third down guy. You know what I mean? But I think I have a, with the, enough experience in the coaching room, I just have a feeling that they're going to yeah. hope. Yeah. <sighs> I hate to even get that confidence. Yeah. He's yet to show it as a coach but like i i really th- i think that he will make that decision this year yeah yeah i agree i think i'm more i'm more concerned that they won't be able to find one guy than i am confident that the in the depth because it's yeah. just it's, do you guys believe there's there's enough talent in the room for there to be that one I, guy i think i literally think any of anthony grant who we haven't seen anything of but just based on his experience alone <laughs> Gabe Irvin, Ramir Johnson, and Jock Hesiant. I think if they literally just went, uh, pulled one under the hat, pull, covered, covered their eyes and were like, eeny, meeny, miny, you, they'd be able to make that person the, the running back one. They're mm-hmm. all, they're all, they have that ability. And we've seen that with teams like Minnesota. I mean, they have five running back ones apparently you know yeah and one goes down and they're like oh well this guy will just yeah, rush for yeah. 200 yards yeah michigan state <laughs> you know, yeah, like, minnesota definitely did that they just kept going it's crazy through, um, northwestern when yeah. the hole went down like porter stepped up and ran for over a thousand yards yeah. you know like they <laughs> yeah. just had the guys that can do that so it's going to come down to little details i think so i'm, I'm curious if that just comes to like pass pro blocking yeah. or like route running the ability to catch the ball like yeah. and when those when you start thinking about the small details that's why i've been really high on ramir because ramir is shown to be a great yep. great he can, he's really he good. is probably the fastest player on the team yeah and as small as he is the guy can pass block he's shown yeah. that time and time again so that's why like my confidence level in him goes up see i don't know really how gabe Irvin's shown to be with that and grant i don't mm-hmm. know but i know Especially. Ramir does that so that's why i've been a little higher on ramir ramir is such a quiet dog yeah, man. yeah. like he, yeah. he doesn't have he that huge, in. splashy personality. But, man, like, even just hearing Bill Bush talk about him on special teams, like, yeah. this dude, you can just tell he's a dog. Yeah. yeah. It's cool. I would not be surprised at all. Game one rolls out there in Ireland, and Ramirez is the first running, running back. I think he's... I wouldn't be surprised I at think all. he's... Most people are talking about him, like, maybe third in line. It would not surprise me at all, though, if he, if he ends it. I, mean, I, I think he's earned it, and I wouldn't be Especially after it. last year. I think it just makes the most sense that he yeah. would pick up where he left off. I'm not yeah. putting my money on that, but I wouldn't yeah. be surprised by it. So. Maybe we'll have a little a little Betsy Wetsy. Ooh. Ooh. 
Did you guys see Malachi Coleman's top seven? Yes. Yes. Yep. I was irrelevant. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Hear me out. I've, I haven't heard anything about Malachi Coleman regarding any other school other than Nebraska. I I haven't heard any, I haven't seen anything on Twitter about, you know, like Georgia people tweeting about like, oh, we almost have Malachi Coleman. I haven't seen anything. I haven't heard him talk about anything else. I was kind of taken back, I guess. It made me think twice about how committed he was to Nebraska. Or he hasn't committed to Nebraska. No. But... Right, isn't that funny? Like it's we almost just see that he is. It's just like already. yeah, it's mm-hmm. just like a default. Like oh, Malachi's coming to Nebraska. Yeah. Is that? Am I wrong in thinking that, or have I got the wrong impression? I guess from here's my take on him is he wants to stay home. Um, all sources have said that. Um, I think he's waiting. He he does not want to commit and then decommit somewhere. So he's waiting to see if Frost is going to turn this thing around and have a job still before he commits mm, to, that makes commits sense. to Nebraska. That makes sense. Yeah. So like he's kind of waiting. To, I think he said a December date for, yeah. for, for he moved it up to October, early, October, early, okay. early signing. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. All right. Great. So I think he's probably wanting to see how the season is going and then just go from there. So yeah. do you guys like him at wide receiver or would you rather him see be at a different position? So the first time I saw Malachi Coleman, my, my, my siblings went to Lincoln East. He was running track and he was so skinny. So skinny, super tall, super fast, but real skinny. I was like, oh, he'll he'll put a little weight on and he'll be a receiver. You know, he wasn't getting like super high praise at that point. He's still pretty young, but he he triple jumped with my brother. And I was like, he's got, I mean, he he has the athleticism for sure. But I saw that video of him running the 100-yard dash where he tweeted like, big guys are fast too. And I was like, that is a defensive end if I have ever seen one in my entire life. <laughs> that man is so big. It is terrifying. Yeah, I, how tall is he? Six five. Six five one ninety. Okay, I mean that's a that's an NFL wide receiver. That is, body and right there. that is that's, yeah. that's Megatron, bigger that's than Jul- That's bigger than Julio Jones. That man is enormous. That's, yeah, he's he's taller than Omar Manning. That's crazy. I just I don't see how maybe he could be like the most athletic tight end that Nebraska has ever laid their eyes on, but I don't see him at receiver. But if he has that speed, he's fast. Yeah, but. You need you need speed off the line to be a defensive end too. He looks like Randy Gregory, man. Randy Gregory was a, a lightning bolt off the edge. Yeah. Question is, is what does he want to play? Exactly. I think, I yeah. think that's I, it. I think that's it. I think it's entirely. I think it's probably what it comes down to. Yeah. I, I feel like he wants to play wide receiver. But, yeah, but with Nicky Joseph. Well, he'll he'll be playing football this year. Guys, just can yeah. you imagine that though? That that big and fast of a guy out there, like Oh my gosh. What a red zone just, matchup. Just killing people. Yeah, so. people. I I think he's probably still leaning towards Nebraska, but whenever I saw like Georgia and Texas, and Michigan, Michigan, like these teams on there, I was like, ooh. I think it's just one of those things that's, that's respectable gross. to put out a top seven or yeah. like I think he's your final right. teams just to like yeah. And he's giving himself a safety net too. Absolutely, you know I mean? so. absolutely. I totally get it. I totally yeah. get it. Yeah, it makes sense. Well, I don't know what we got. We got this week. The rest of this week and the next week is the last week where they're not in game prep. Yep. The following yeah. Monday, I think they fly out. Yep. Dang. So when do you guys think depth chart's going to be released? I don't think it is. I don't think they're going think to before the first game. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll be that. Yeah, I think it's... I'm cool with that. I'm just curious. Sometimes they have it in the past. Maybe something week. Yeah, maybe something will leak. Like the I feel like before. Mike Raleo just gave a depth chart. Yeah. <laughs> it worked really well for him. <laughs> Leave that yeah. Yeah, I, I have a feeling. I think they have it... I bet you it's about 75% set at this point. Yeah. But well, I, I mean, Frost was even talking quarterback yeah. stuff specifically. You know, it's yeah. Casey's job to lose. But we'll have, a, we'll have a, a bunch more stuff. Do we want to talk about 
<laughs> some of these fun, interesting questions about Adrian Martinez and O'Shawn. Are we going to Yeah, let's head into the just, bonus just, wrinkle of the let's day. Let's do a yeah, quick run. Quick fire. So here's your guys' bonus wrinkles of the day. So um, thinking about Adrian Martinez, bonus K-State. Um, it's not a surprise that a lot of people are picking K-State to be their Big 12 sleeper, which is funny because oh everyone's gosh, picking them as their sleeper, up. which doesn't really make there's them a sleeper them anymore. A sleeper. There's only seven teams in the, in the conference. <laughs> anyway, um, so I was thinking about this. <laughs> this, is, this is not a shot at Adrian Martinez at all. It's more of a preparation as Nebraska fans for other fans to call us trash. That mm. makes sense. I I'm fully expecting Adrian Martinez to have a great year at K State. Yeah, he's at the he's in the Big Twelve now. He's so. in the Big Twelve. Yeah, they don't have a they don't saying play, that like they don't play. I, I think just, just they don't play defense. Husker fans, I'm just I'm having your back in this. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, be ready for fans to roast Nebraska once K State. Oh yeah, it's has coming. a good season. Adrian Martinez plays well, but they're gonna forget they're playing in the Big Twelve. They're playing. There's Kansas. a complete difference between. Adrian Martinez playing for Nebraska in the Big Ten. Yeah. He did still put up good numbers. Oh, he, he, he was he a did. stat beast, man. He was he a was. stat beast. So he's going to be a stat beast at K-State. Oh, yeah. And so that's going to automatically make people assume, was it Scott, Scott Frost is the problem or Nebraska is the problem? But don't forget, just 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 stay calm. It's the Big 12. Yeah. I remember I, that. I would not be surprised if he puts up all those stats and wins games and gets in the Heisman conversation. Oh, just because my I'm not, gosh. I'm not saying – no, listen. I'm not saying he is – good. That he should he'll win it or anything like that, but I think with those stats that he has had, take away. I mean, I think take away some of the turnovers and lack of success in the in the red zone, things like that, yeah. and just like boost those stats against a in a lesser conference. It, I'm just saying it would not surprise me if those sta- the stats because he is a stat monster. He just is like if that would boost him into those conversations. I'm I'm not saying he's going to. I'm just saying it wouldn't. Be, I wouldn't be like, oh, that's amazing. That's super shocking yeah. because he was in that conversation after his freshman year at Nebraska. So why wouldn't he? You know what I mean? At, at a place like K State in a. A, weak, a much weaker division uh, conference. So. Yeah, I'm gonna be uh, uh, I'm gonna be paying closer attention to K State this year than I have ever, ever than I have ever cared to pay towards any other team other than Nebraska. Yep. Interesting so. schedule for them. They open with South Dakota, Sodak, then they FCS school, Missouri, Tulane, Oklahoma, Missouri? Texas Tech. They're playing Missouri, Iowa State, TCU, Oklahoma State, Texas, Baylor, West Virginia, Kansas. Big Twelve is oh. gonna be interesting this year. Yeah, they're it gonna will be. I don't think they're going to be that good. I just don't see it. But I don't know. How funny would it be if he gets benched? (laughs) They're like, like, hey, you want to send us any other backup quarterback in Nebraska? Would would either of the scenarios overly surprise you? Nope. If he gets benched or if he just puts up insane stats. I hope he goes up. I am an Adrian Martinez fan. I like the guy. I hope hope he succeeds. Unless I'm just watching out for Nebraska game. fans that we're going to get trashed if he does well. No, I don't for care, sure. dude. We, 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 we won three games last year. We deserve it. <laughs> we do. That's fair. We, yeah. That's I, fair. I, all these yeah, people, like K-State fans, I, I saw a few like talking trash about Nebraska online and just saying, well, you guys, you know, three and nine, but you always expect to be good. And I'm sick of hearing you know, all you say, like, well, we only lost, you lost all these one, you know, single digit games. I'm like, you know what? That's way more the media and that. 
ESPN says that about yeah. us all the time. Fox Sports <laughs> says that about everyone says that. That's not just a bunch of Nebraska fans saying like how much we don't talk about that that much that we had all these single digit losses. We just don't. It's we really that's, don't. That's the media oh, that don't. says that too. You know, it's not that is not just Husker fans. That's the reality. If of what anything, happened. if we bring it up, that's just like reopening a wound. Yeah. Why are we bringing yeah. it up? Yeah. So, like, so fans like, are not bringing it up yeah. as much. You know. Yeah. All right. Here's your final bonus wrinkle of the day. Mm. O'Shawn Mathis. Randy Gregory, how do they compare? When Randy Gregory came into the program, how much hype did Randy Gregory have? And then is that similar to O'Shawn Mathis? How would you compare? Their t- are they similar? Are they different? What are you guys' takes on that comparison? Uh, I don't think it's even close comparable. I think O'Shawn had 10 times more hype. Just, really? just, just with... Just with the culture of college sports right now with NIL and with transfer social portal. media and with transfer portal and with all these things, there was so much more of a spotlight on what Oshan was doing. He was more high profile coming out of TCU, having, you know, all conference stats more than Randy Gregory was coming out of a ju- Juco, Juco yeah. you know, a small Juco where he was big and, and there was potential, but it was just kind of like, oh, we got a, a pretty athletic defensive end coming in. That's, <laughs> yeah. pretty, that's great. Yeah. You know? It wasn't because remember he was coming in on the tail of Indomitong Sue too, who was yeah. like literally in the Heisman conversation. Yeah, the most, and I'm going to say this respectfully, the most dominant college football player that has ever existed in the history of the United States of America. <laughs> and people don't, the people that scoff at that, like literally, just go look at his highlights, guys. It's, it's I know insane. we're biased, I understand it. But it, it's un, it, to me, it's undeniable. And, I don't know. And so if they're yeah, yeah. seriously, maybe no. Reggie Bush. I like. I remember watching Reggie Bush and how untouchable that dude was. Yeah, like uh, just how much he dominated people. But he also had a great team around him. I'm not saying that Sue didn't, but it's just different in the by yeah. the position. Yep. So, Absolutely. but I think I think it was tailor made for him to be super hyped up. Like, oh, he's the next. He's the next Sue coming in, and he. He just exceeded well above expectation, yeah. I think, whenever he came in. But for me, I think I think Oshan has more hype. But I think Randy Gregory was, I think I think he was just a better. So do you have higher overall. expectations for Oshan than you? I had? I think he'll be a solid pass rusher off the edge. I don't think he'll be as good as Garrett Nelson. So here's really? my here's my take with Oshan. I think he's a great addition. I think our defense is better with him there. But the the reality is is that we are competing in the Big Ten West, who is a run heavy division like that's who wins the division every year it's somebody who can run the ball well if like it's iowa it's wisconsin or it's been northwestern like purdue is flirted with it and they don't run the ball at all but minnesota, yeah, and they, yeah exactly exactly minnesota so it, minnesota led the conference in passing the other year a couple years ago yeah yeah, yeah they, they had they were stacked it's, but, it's shifting so but yes it, it it's is still, but if you, it's but still it, running i'm not saying that passing is not being a it's not working some but yeah. if you look who's winning the division yep. it is run heavy teams it yep. just is 100 and so like with those are the teams that we're really competing with that kind of eliminates some of the upside that Oshan has right like we i'm not saying he's not gonna we're not gonna get more sacks mm-hmm. and i'm not saying he's bad against the rush i think he's gonna be fine there but some of what makes i think him great, or at least the potential of him great, is kind of somewhat eliminated by the, the vision that we're in. Yeah, and so like I think he, our defense is better with him. He's a great pickup. I'm tampering expectations on just like his stats, and just because of the teams we're playing and that we need to beat. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So that, that's why like I, I I'm just lowering expectations a little bit because of that. So yeah, no, totally makes sense, especially when you're coming from Oshan being in the Big Twelve, pass heavy. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just different. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's very different. It it makes sense with his skill set why he succeeded in that Absolutely. conference. Yeah. I, I just, I think he's he's going to be a factor for us. I just, I don't know if it's going to translate to 
a bunch more wins. You know, it's a piece. Sure. Of, it's a piece to it for sure. Yep. Yeah, and I'm super glad he's on my team and not on Iowa's or something. <laughs> oh gosh, but, Iowa! Thank the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> but did uh did Archie Manning commit to Texas? Was that a thing? Yes. yes. Thank you guys for listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me so mad. Yeah. I, I, there's some talk that he's overhyped too, just because he's a Manning, that the real number one recruit is the guy up at uh, Oregon. He's committed to Oregon. I can't yeah. Remember his yeah. Name I forget his name, but yeah. But yeah, like he's, pretty, yeah, there's a lot of people that I really think he's probably the top, but I'm, I'm sure he's going to be great. He's a Manning dude. Those guys just, I just, I think Oshan made a very, very good choice not going to Texas. Yeah. So I'm happy for him. Yep. Good so. job, O'Shawn. You did it, buddy. We, we, we do want to thank you guys for listening to the Big Red Rundown. We hope that you're enjoying this as much as we are. Check us out wherever you listen to podcasts and give us a good review. Share it with your friends and family. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter at Big Red Rundown and send any of your comments and questions to BigRedRundown at gmail.com. We're trying to bump those numbers up. Get, get some, them up. Get some, get some spancers. But we'll see you guys next time.